Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. And welcome to the program. My name is Michael Anthony Ingram, and I'm extremely excited tonight. My special guest is a poetry icon. She's a legend. She's the incomparable Sylvia, Lady Di Beverly, and we're being joined tonight by Felicia Scott and Kitty Templeton. Welcome, Lady Di. All right. I think what has happened is that we've lost the connection with Lady Di. All right. So we'll be right back. All right. I think she's back. Perfect. All right. Here we go. Lady Di? I'm here. All right. All right. We are back. How are you tonight? Can you hear Talk me? to me. I can hear yes. How are you tonight? Okay. I'm doing well, thank you. Well How's I'm glad. I'm, yes, I'm so glad that you're with me. Let's let's begin this poetic journey. All right? Okay. What would you like to share? Let's open up with a poem. What would you like to share? I'd like to share a poem that I wrote just a couple of weeks ago for this special occasion, celebrating Father's and Juneteenth. It's entitled, Daddy Dear. I'm no better than anybody Nobody is any better than me. My daddy always told me to stand up for my rights, be good in character, keep morals high, be neat and clean, in stride of a queen with a mighty sheen. Never give up, be brave and courageous, striving for excellence, forever learning, something new. Knowledge gained, you will have a clue. Hard work never hurt nobody. Yeah, laziness will kill you. Lift your spirit to help someone else. Smile into sunshine towards heavenly skies. Basking in summer sun with mystic gleam and eye. Daddy dear, daddy dear, is the world really round? Daddy dear, after all your hard, steady work, please rest in peace. I pray you are safe and sound. Daddy dear, I will always be your girl. Wow. It's a very powerful piece, Lady Di. And how fitting Father's Day is on the horizon. So how fitting to share a piece of poetry around your father. Well, well, let me ask you this question, Lady Di. What is poetry for? What is it for? Why do we do what we do? Um, I feel it's an attractive way of expressing what's on your heart body, mind, and soul, mm-hmm. an attraction. Mm-hmm. An attraction. That's Give me a little amazing. bit more. Tell me about this attraction. Well, I think when you, when you write a poem, it, it gives more of a vibrancy to the words. 
so many different styles of, of poetry, but I think that um, someone, you can say something just right out, um, like, I love you, but you mm-hmm. can say it, I love you for so many reasons, and that adds a little more depth to what you're saying. All right, all right. You chose to start off with a Father's Day poem. Tell me about that. Why did you choose that particular one to start with? Well, we were celebrating Father's Day, and we mm-hmm. also celebrating Juneteenth. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm um, in this poem. I'm thinking of my dad and what he said to me, which makes me a civil rights activist. I've I've always been like that, um, feeling well about myself because my dad mm-hmm. said that to me, mm-hmm. and my dad mm-hmm. also was a civil rights activist. And in um, the first march on Washington, my dad had us stay home, but um, he went down on that. He went to that march, Did and he? then and, and wow. then the second one in in 1983, I went down there by myself. And and while I was down there with all those people, I saw my mother down mm-hmm. there with a group of ladies. Mm-hmm. But I actually went down there. So I blend. I, I felt my dad's spirit in doing a Juneteenth program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. St- standing up for our rights. Standing up for justice and equality. I know that you are humanitarian. Again, you're one of my favorite people, favorite people on the planet, and I enjoy your work. And as we had an opportunity to talk earlier, I'd like to share a piece about my father, something that he said to us as we were growing up. And the piece is titled, Throw Me Another Biscuit Around the Corner. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready for it. That sounds good. All right. (laughs) All right. I can remember Sunday mornings. When the whole family would get up to eat, we'd all hustle to the kitchen table in search of our favorite seat. There we wait patiently for the food to be put on the table. We silently give thanks to God for making all things able. Go ahead and eat, our mama would say. But remember always to be thankful to the Lord for letting you see another day. In the kitchen, you can hear the loud clicking of plates, spoons, and knives as we scramble for the grits, eggs, and bacon that we knew would keep our young bodies alive. Sometimes the noise in that kitchen was so great, it would make you wonder what we were doing to those plates. Yet no matter how loud we got them on Sunday mornings, there was one sound that came indisputably clear. It was the booming voice of our daddy, who had taken his plate into the den. He knew that he could not eat in peace in the kitchen because it sounded like a freight train had roared in. Throw me another biscuit around the corner, if you please. And like Satchel, great Satchel Page, we fight to see one who could sell his way. Our dad is a big old tall and burly black man who had never had to worry about a biscuit when it to go sailing through the air. He would catch it in the palm of his hand with his usual style and flair. You see, our daddy, as a younger man, had aspirations to become a great baseball star. He'd played shortstop and left field for the Rockingham Giants and the High Point Braves, so his athletic abilities were known both near and far, yet like many black men whose lives take a sudden turn, a career in baseball became one that he forever yearned. So when he hollered, throw me another biscuit around the corner, if you please. One of us would shift sideways and step and throw, all of us hoping to the dear Lord that the biscuit would not overshoot him and bounce and hit the floor. Daddy, come in the kitchen and get a biscuit, my mama would say. No, he'd reply. I can take it like I did back in the day. Daddy, we'd say, your hands are they can't take anymore. Yeah, I know. He would wistfully say, but I can still catch a biscuit just like it was a pro. Although we knew 
that our daddy's jet black leathery hands had been numbed and stiffened by years of hard work, toil, and sweat. We also knew that his strong black hands had not given up yet. So throw me another biscuit around the corner, if you please, while I thank the Lord for the lip-smacking goodness I'm about to receive. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I remember Lady Doc growing up when we would sit in the kitchen and he'd sit in the den and he'd tell us to throw him another biscuit around the corner. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. What about you? Well, poetry. What about you? I'm sorry. Excuse me? I just wanted to know, can you snatch a biscuit out of the air like that? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I never could. <laughs> I was in the community fighting over the uh, bacon and the grease. <laughs> Catch one. <laughs> but you're right, okay. my friend. Poetry, poetry does allow you an opportunity to to open up your world and see things and remember things and embrace things. It's a beautiful, beautiful feeling to be able to write and share yes, poetry. Please share another poem. I feel like that. Yes, talk to me. Share another poem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to share another one. I, I think I must have too many poems to see. I'm going to share <laughs> my, um, my Juneteenth poem that I just wrote and did it for a Juneteenth, uh, early Juneteenth program. And actually I was, um, I was brave to go on a plantation and participate in their walk of witness. So I'm going to read the poem that I read at one of the stops on the walk. Mm-hmm. A, a poem for Randolph Jackson. I'll say that Randolph Jackson was a young enslaved man that was the carriage overseer. He he was overseer of the carriage house of the horses and all. I'll say that. A young righteous heart, a true blue warrior, true blue as skies and heat of sunrise, in late spring, a trailblazer, years of dedication, speaking words of wisdom, maturity beyond your years. One so young, I can hear you say, I must get away. I hear you say, I can no longer be bound. Persistence I had partnered until freedom is found. Born enslaved, refuse to stay that way. Get up, stand up, established voice of your own. I will never understand how slavery came to be. I will always remember dad said, no one is any better than me. Set your own tone, a tone of bravery, wisdom, strength, faith, and dedication, bravery in our spirits, a mind of our own, pursuit of discipline with diligence taught you to be brave and courageous. Be like an eagle, soaring high, 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 strong above skyscrapers. Be like a flower, attractive, sweet, and loving, towards mankind, no matter the hour. Feeling serendipity of your final escape, we stand honored and proud to speak recognition of your triumphs today. We demand reparations for your hardships without pay. A walk of witness at the Marietta House, Glendale, Maryland. Wow. You know, Lady Di, I love your voice. You share with such conviction, such strength. And I may have asked you this before, but I want to ask it again. What is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice, if there's a relationship? How do you combine the two? 
What you share so eloquently. I love it. <laughs> uh, my mom did tell us as children that you had different times for different voices. Like mm-hmm. she would say, um, speak clearly, distinctly, and so that what you're saying, it has meaning so someone else will understand. All right. So when I'm writing, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about how I want to impact my audience when someone's going to read it or if someone's going to hear me present it. I'm thinking of that in the words that I choose when writing. And I'm so thankful and grateful that God has given me this talent from a child Mm -hmm. and I chose to nurture it. And so that voice that people hear and say, I love your voice. It's the voice that God gave me. All right. Very nice. You know, as I prepared for tonight's program, I, found some questions and I want to kind of just ask you this one. When a person is sharing in a performance, is the performance about the poem or the poet? What do you think about that? The the performance for me is about the poem. Tell me more. The way that you, the person delivers it Mm-hmm. is gives them more of an impact or more clarity on what is actually being said. So you really want them to hear your words. And just like I say, I say, oh, that's a gorgeous hat. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. But what did you really get from my words, my poem that I just said? more mm-hmm. so than talking about my dress or my jewelry or I think we should be attractive too, but I think it's more about the words when you're delivering than it is about the poet, the poet. All right. You know, there's a huge question in the field currently about accessibility. And my question to you is how hard should you work to solve a poem? For me, I like to um, let it flow. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm so thankful. I, I don't um, I don't grab hold to. I don't acknowledge writer's block. Mm. There's so many different techniques that you can have use to write something. So sometimes people say, I haven't written anything in a long time. I just can't write. I just, well, I think you would just sit down and maybe even just, you might want to look in the newspaper or look in a magazine, just see a picture, look outside, look at the stars, look at the leaves on the trees. Some, right now, it's so much greenery out. I don't mm-hmm. know how people could not see it along the highway, along the streets, the horizon is filled with greenery. And, and yes, that's, um, that's beautiful, beautiful and amazing, but watch it and you'll see blossoms. Blossoms are coming now. And, you know, and just watch it and then turning it. And those are the things that you say and do to make a beautiful poem. Mm. You know, the feelings of a new baby being born. And just saying, mm-hmm. you know, just all the love and and teachings and knowledge that you want to share with the child, you know, being able to write about that. So wow, you know, I'm gonna share because I've used that expression. Oh, I've had writer's block. I don't know what to do. But from <laughs> now on, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that anymore <laughs> because you're right. There is so much out there to consider. To think about it is to 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 understand to know that is so powerful. Share another poem, please. Share another poem. Okay. 
I'm going to share another Juneteenth poem. It's one that I've used, and we have a um, a program event called um, Voices of Woodlawn. It's a group of us mm-hmm. that went to um, plantation uh, a couple of years ago, and we've been writing poems in the voice of our ancestors and the feelings that we received from being at a plantation. And I wrote this poem in the voice of the children, thinking about the enslaved children. It's entitled, Mama, Oh Mama. Mama, is Master going to sell you from us today? Mama, I surely pray not, because I don't know what me and Nettie Clisty and Jimmy would do, would do without you, Mama, without the comfort of your touch, sweetness of your voice. Oh, Mama, we would be sad, sadder than sad, so sad, Mama, if we didn't have you. Mama, will we ever be able to live our own life together? Just you, me, and my sisters and brother? How come, Mama? How come we can't run about, sing, and play, and be free? Oh, Mama, Mama, Mama! What would make a person feel like they're better than someone else? Make them feel they could treat them any old way? Huh, Mama? Talk rude to them? Violate their personal space, disregard and disrespect. We humans, we humans too. What on earth do we do to deserve such a ridiculous way of life? Oh, mama, will things ever change? You know, that particular piece was so profound, Lady Di. Thank you for sharing it. And it brings up a question for me. You're traveling out to plantations and to other places, talking about issues that have affected our people, our people for eons. Does it hurt you to write poetry when you have to think about some of the things that we've had to go through as a people? Yes, it's very hurtful. Tell me more. It's sad. It's sad mm-hmm. and hurtful. Um, one thing I, I when reflecting on my ancestors, the enslaved ancestors. Yes. I feel stronger because I know that what they in what they encountered is worse than anything that has been put before me. Mm. I couldn't imagine being. I see myself being like um, Sojourner Truth, going going about and talking to in any group of people other than the enslaved, other than my own people, any people that mm-hmm. might have been holding a ho- holding a ring, of, you know, ceremony or something, and I had an opportunity to speak. I see myself doing that, being like a, a advocate, a civil rights advocate, like Sojourner mm. Truth. And I think Sojourner mm-hmm. Truth, when she met Abraham Lincoln, I feel she had some a hand in the Emancipation Proclamation being signed. And it had a wow. hand in actually our people being freed and sending those troops in for what we are celebrating today, mm-hmm. Juneteenth. Yes, and beautiful. Two years beautiful. later, after the Emancipation Patient proclamation two years mm-hmm. later people still were not free had not been set free so I think Sojourner had a lot to do with that and it, I usually ask the question I'm sure I've asked you the, the last time you were with me that what is the role of a poet in modern day society what's, what's, what's our role at, I, that, that's just that's a powerful question to me for me rather because we've got to put the truth out there and question these yes. things. So important. At one time, I, I wouldn't touch, um, you know, a young poet 
much younger, I wouldn't mm-hmm. touch um, social issues. Yes. Um, I didn't want to, I wouldn't write, I only wrote family and love mm-hmm. and anything that was good. And my mm-hmm. youngest sister said that to me one day. Um, you know, they called me the love poet, and she was like, I like your poetry, but, you know, that I, everything isn't so peachy, creamy the way that you express it like that. Wow. And I hear that when I take on the, this challenge that I've taken on the past couple of years, but also mm-hmm. even before then, and when I started to write and, my, and some of my colleagues um, insist, say, put your expressions of the way that you feel about that such as that that movie Twelve Years a Slave. Yes. Um, I wrote a poem. I wrote a poem behind that. Um, that was one of my first strong pieces on social on social justice. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't just write all. They call me the love poet, and I and I yes. usually even I even turn around at the end of a powerful disturbed piece about mm-hmm. injustice, and speak on, I'm going to keep on writing love poems to help soothe us all. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, I'm really glad you shared that because, like you, I guess that's probably why we like each other. I didn't start out writing poetry to talk about issues that people were facing, tough issues. I tried to keep it light, too. But that's not the real world. Right. Because I'm dealing with things that I'm not saying, that I'm not sharing. So I do understand. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. I want to, right at this point, I'm going to, one I wrote today, a poem I wrote right. today. Um, one of my, my friends, poet, um, colleague, Miss Cayenne, hmm. I think you, you Probably know her. Oh yes, <laughs> I know Miss Diane, one of my favorite people, favorite poets. Her her um, words on Wednesday, um, I mm-hmm. love to follow that, and I hadn't done it in a while, and then I saw it today online, and today she's doing it. But the word she gave was my cardboard heart, and you could do anything you wanted to do, a long poem or whatever. But I didn't have a lot of time. But those words caught me because being the love poet, my yes. cardboard heart. So I wrote a haiku, and I called it Crying Heart. Haiku number 619, talking about <laughs> Juneteenth. My cardboard heart sounds extremely treacherous. Love pillow comforts. My cardboard heart sounds extremely treacherous. Love pillow comforts. Wow. Haiku. 17 syllables that makes a statement and complete statement with 17 syllables. Five, seven, five. Fantastic. My cardboard heart. And on that note, we're going to take a brief break and we'll be right back. Thank you. fantastic lady die and two of her mentees protégés good people fellow poets i'd like to start with kitty templeton tonight kitty hold on one second and i'll bring you on 
All right. Good evening, Kitty. Hello. Good evening. Hello. How are you tonight? I'm great. I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> good, good, good. Hopefully you're enjoying this part of the program. And I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. What is poetry okay. to you? What is poetry to you? Well, poetry it has a special place in my heart. Um, it's like an art form, like music and painting and sculpture, only with words. So um, it's like a release for my soul to put words mm, into or, song or music. Yeah. Yes. Very and nice. I was very able nice, to. Very nice. Yeah. Continue, continue, please. Oh yeah, and I was I was able to put my mix my words and my music. I was made. I was able to mix words and music and to create songs. So I ended up becoming a songwriter <laughs> and, uh, wow. and then a poet and sort of interchanging songwriting and poetry throughout my life. Very nice. So Very nice. That's kind of how I did it. <laughs> All yeah. right. So as you think about being a poet and a songwriter and about poetry specifically, what was an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power? Well, I would say uh, when I was in ninth grade, it was my first year of high school, and I had Mm -hmm. uh, just come back from summer vacation in Hawaii, and I had an assignment that said, write about your summer, and it it was supposed to be in poem form, write a poem about your summer. So I wrote the poem about my summer, and... I was actually surprised at myself at how the words flowed, at the rhythm, and, and it rhymed, and how well it turned out. I thought, mm, maybe this could be something. <laughs> and um, and then I just, you know, and then, you know, earlier in my life, I found that poetry often was very healing. And I, I've always kept notebooks, and I always am writing something. Like, if it's not like a, a journal, like, it's not, not all the time daily or anything, but I do write and keep notebooks. But what I found is that... Uh, Often my writing was healing, and uh, when mm-hmm. I was alone or discouraged or confused or heartbroken or, or in love, that's when I put pen to paper and I found something beautiful came out. So I wow. thought, okay. <laughs> well, again, like with Lady Di, we could be twins. So it's when things are, are you're feeling stressed or depressed or whatever, being able to put it on paper to, to get it out of your system is always so helpful. Please favor yes. us with a couple of poems. Thank you. Okay. Well, I will start with, and I'm so honored that my friend and mentor, Lady Di, has invited me to share her platform with tonight. And um, I was uh, uh, inspired to write a Juneteenth poem for the theme that that we're celebrating as Juneteenth. And I will read a poem that I've written recently in honor of that, and it's called You Are. Juneteenth, a great day indeed, a day when in 1865 the slaves were freed from bondage, from oppression, from the great sins of man over power and greed. How can one man think another is property, a freedom from bondage to release the soul, to move forward from many years ago, a painful past hard to let go. But now here is an opportunity. Free the shackles in your mind, and as Maya Angelou put so eloquently, and rise. Now doctors and lawyers, artists and poets, teachers and caregivers, scientists and explorers, presidents and mayors, drummers and singers, mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers and sons and daughters, police chiefs, firemen and EMT, know you are loved and appreciated by me and many others who agree and a new chance to create a history, a a chance to create a new history. We all have a path. We all walk the walk of this life to choose which path to take together. We must go in harmony, hand in hand, into the sunset to feel the kiss of sun's glow. Wow. I need a minute to allow that to kind of sink in, soak in. I liked it. (laughs) That was fantastic, (laughs) Kitty. (laughs) I really like that. Um, Do you have another one that you can share? Um. The other one I wanted to share was um, mm-hmm. for my dad in honor of Father's Day. Yes. And I wrote this in um, 2020, in November of 2020. It's called A Together Man. My father's pair of shoes, polished and brushed and glossed up, before going to work, always a watch on his wrist, sunglasses in his hair, a belt to hold everything in place. 
I revere my dad, even his ditty bag after a shower or close shave. I have never seen a five o'clock shadow on his face. Depicts an organized life. He has an organized wife. He is a true family man prepared to go anywhere in the world at the drop of a hat to take his family or to get that business deal. A suit and tie or casual khakis with bright or black socks outfit him every day. A together man in a together way. Wow. <laughs> you sound like an amazing person. <laughs> I like that. I'd like to bring Lady Di in uh, so that she can talk with us for a few minutes. All right. Lady Di, tell yeah. me about Kitty. Tell me about Kitty and her poetry. <laughs> Kitty's very dear to my heart. And um, we met on a poetry group, Poets on the Green Line. And before COVID, we would meet in person. And like I do, I always like to meet someone new, give my number. And not all the time do they call, but Kitty did. And we've been friends. And through this pandemic, doing Poets on the Green Line um, by Zoom, I wanted to say, yeah, virtually. Um, mm. Kitty and I have formed a grand friendship. Mm. And she's, she's very um, talented, but we mm-hmm. found out that we not only just love words and writing, but we also love food and love to cook. So we share <laughs> recipes and we share pictures <laughs> of the food that we cook. Right, so that's really right. a lot of fun. <laughs> and she's just so kind. She's very kind-hearted and very thoughtful, and she's very precise in, 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 in any assignment that you give her. And I asked her would she take over um, one of the person that was running, hidden up Poets on the Green Line, asked me would I facilitate it. And I said I thought I had too many things going on. So I asked Kitty would she do it. And she said, mm-hmm. oh, lady, I'm not sure. And I said, you can do it. I, know, I wouldn't ask you to do it if you couldn't do it. And Kitty's been mm-hmm. doing that, and she's had a, such a great job of it. And um, I still participate. Yeah. I still show up. But Kitty's hidden up poets on the green line, and I'm so proud of her. Oh, yes, wow. January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, I'm that's nice, Kitty. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's just going. It's just moving along. I don't I don't know. Like I'm not really thinking too much of the future. Just whoever wants to facilitate, raise your hand and come and do a workshop. And <laughs> otherwise, we'll think of a theme and we'll write about it. You know, like keep try to keep it simple. And hopefully, you know, I, I God is inspired. You know, hopefully God, you know, gives more inspiration to keep it going. So we'll just see. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and your words for Lady Die. What are you thinking in terms of Lady Die? Uh, Lady Di is very special to me. She's like very <laughs> regal. I I think that you know she has a presence and a depth you know to her, and um, I was instantly drawn to her right away. And um, and I wanted to connect with her and I wanted to know her and um, and it's really been really great getting to know her. And uh, like she had said that we have you know other things besides poetry in common, and it's just mm-hmm. fun like. You know, we're buddies, you know. <laughs> we we like wow. to hang out and get together when we can. And, you know, but, but really, you know, I call her a mentor, too, because she's she's been, she suggests things to me that I think I can't do. And then mm-hmm. it turns out I can, you know. So, like, just mm-hmm. little things. Like, she'll be like, oh, just come to this Zoom, you know, it's at 8 o'clock, you know, on, a, you know, a Thursday night or something. And then I'll just be able to, you know, catch the Zoom. And then that poem might get, and then that poem got published. You know, who, who's to know? You know, oh, wow. so she wow. would like put, she would like put things in front of me for me to do, and then like yeah. it, something would turn into, you know, something would happen from it. And so it's just kind of been like that. And I, I feel like, you know, I, you know, I that's that's why I do call her a mentor because you know she's been very inspiring on like you know do, having me, you know, with me doing different things and my growth as a poet. Because really, I was a songwriter for most of my life, and now I can say I'm a poet, too. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that. I like that. That's a great place to stop. I want to thank you. And I'd also like to invite you to think about being a guest on my show. 
a guest? Um, when? Or... Think about it. <laughs> Think about it for the future, okay. all right? Okay. We'll talk about Where it. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll say yes for I know it's kind of like yes. the price is right. Michael, <laughs> you can have number door, door number one or door number two. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you, Kitty. I enjoyed hearing your work. All right. All right. Thank you, Kitty. All right. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Lady Dow. I'll bring you on again in a couple of minutes. All right. These telephone numbers here. Hopefully, this is Felicia. Hello, Felicia? Hello. It's Felicia. Hello. <laughs> All right. It's your turn now, Felicia. It's your turn now. Are you ready? My turn. I am ready. Yes. All right. All right. I'm happy. All right. Here we go. What is poetry to you? It's another form of expression. I'm a natural dancer, so poetry reminds me of words dancing across this page. Wow. Words dancing across the page. I like that. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Words dancing across the page. So when you think about poetry and your journey in the field of poetry, what was an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power? Changing the words to songs. Like, uh, you know, Rick James, Mary Jane, I sung Mary mm-hmm. Hey Hey. And that was not the right. word. Some of it is trickled. So any song that I did not like, I always mm-hmm. changed the words. So my mother figured out, okay, this child just changes words that she doesn't like, and I'm just going to nurture it. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I want to hear your work. Share some poetry with me. Okay. Lady asked me to write the poetry about dads, and I love my daddy. Um, he passed away 18 years ago, February mm. 15th. Um, and that's when I discovered that God has an awesome sense, you know, sense of humor because your father's normally, for little girls, their first love. So he took mm-hmm. them away, like, the day after, well, officially left the earth, uh, on the 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. So this poem is called Daddy. Daddy was a gentleman and a scholar, moving swiftly, effortlessly two-stepping, always counting and calculating what was and what was not, carefully using words while understanding various forms of expression, filled in the blanks for many of my lessons, showed me that I was his blessing. Referencing the importance of relationship with God, he knew that talking with him created clarity and peace. The days with him were wonderful. Now the days without him are powerful because his wisdom Mm -hmm. echoes through my conscience. So to say, I remain daddy's girl. Mm. Wow. I like that. Daddy's girl. Wow. Please share another. Okay. And this one is about Juneteenth, what Juneteenth means to me. July 4th, 1776, meant very little to my ancestors. They, too, were American because of the blood, sweat, and tears of their ancestors, unfortunately not by the way of the oppressor's freedom. The emancipation was not, pro- was not proclaimed until June 19th, 1865 in Galveston, Texas. Interestingly enough, some still thought they were slaves, learning that the cost of freedom was never free. So this is what Juneteenth means to me. And that line right there was inspired by what a lady dies point mm. about freedom ain't free. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you are a craftsperson. I like that. Let's bring Lady Di on. <laughs> lady Di. Tell me about Felicia. Oh, Felicia. She (laughs) is very supportive. She's a spiritual lady. She's invited me to a church and I've attended. She, I've invited, at one time I invited about 50 people to see my work at George 
Washington University, Sylvia Diane Beverly Papers. Felicia was my only guest. Mm. Yes, she is such a delight. We don't talk often, but she shows up at the really special times, and I'm hoping that I do the same for her. Oh, very nice. She is very very talented. She has Mm -hmm. a new book, a children's book. And oh, wow. it's, um, you, Felicia did not mention it. It's Dancing Everywhere. Oh. And the little girl, so I think it's so cute because the little girl is saying, they're telling her that she's too heavy to dance. And she's mm. saying, but I'm doing hip hop and I can dance. And she shows them something mm-hmm. altogether different. So this is a brand new book for Felicia. And I hope. Congratulations, she Felicia. Some type of. Yeah, has some type of way to um, to to share that book with other people. You know, well, where is your book available, of... Felicia? Where is it available? Where can we buy it? It's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. We see dance everywhere. It's on Amazon, or you can um, purchase it from me, autographed copy from me. Um, I'm All right. on I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I forgive my Twitter account because they're all hooked up some type of way. So if you link me through Facebook, then most likely everything will transfer over for, for the other account. Um, all right. Felicia Kern right, Scott nice. and Felicia Scott. Yeah. All right. And I also Felicia? have a poetry book, too. Oh, really? Talk to us. The poetry book is called the LP Collection Lessons and Praise. And that was inspired by our conversations with my mom, my dad, my aunts, my uncles, my brother-in-law and his family, and just life in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, of course, God. Well, you know, can't, can't leave out God. He's the inspiration no. for many things. It's like, yes. it's like okay, if, if I think about writing something, God comes in there some type of way. It's going to be in one line or it's going to be mm-hmm. mentioned somewhere. All right. Yes. All right. And your words, Felicia, for Lady Die. Lady Die is equally supportive. She's a great cook, a great mentor, <laughs> very encouraging. When you think you're not, you're like, when you think, I want to give up, she's like, she gives these words of encouragement because my mom passed away. She knew exactly mm-hmm. how I was feeling, so she gave me the words to say to others in case they were being a little bit, lack of better terms, nosy. <laughs> yes. And so how to just, you know, kind of, you know, kind of politely let them know that's not the answer. And, you know, and she told me to give myself, you know, give myself six months, to, you know, uh-huh. give myself six months of alone time to really process my mother's mm-hmm. death. And that was great right yes. for me. And my mom loved yes. her cookbook. She was like, she was like, come lay down. It was something she wanted. I was like, I don't know how to cook that. But come lay That's something. Beautiful. That's what she'll know. It's like, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, thank you. And as I shared with Kitty, I'd like to also invite you to be a guest on my show one day where you can talk about your books, go into detail. So I'll be in touch. All right? Sure. And if you need me to work your boards, I can do that, too. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Until next time. All right. I'll be in touch. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you, Lady Di. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back.
We are back. I'm here with Lady Di. I'm so glad I had an opportunity to meet Lady Di several years ago. And again, she's one of my favorite people. I want to bring her on so she can share some more of her poetry. All right. All right, Lady Di. <laughs> you are on Hi, there. Michael. <laughs> Hello. Dr. Michael. Please share another poem. Yes. <laughs> share another poem with me, please. I just want to say I'm just really happy for um, Felicia and Kitty. And yes. I'll be supporting them and making sure that they accept your invitation to be a guest. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're, good, you're a good person. I'm you're read. beautiful inside and out. Let me say this. You're beautiful inside and out. And I just want to thank you again for being a part of my world, my journey. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, the, and we are celebrating Father's Day coming up on Sunday. But it's mm-hmm. amazing that Juneteenth also falls on Sunday. Yes. June the 19th. But this is the first year that it's a federal holiday. So all mm-hmm. my federal workers will be having a day off. So that feels good to a lot of people, especially people that didn't really follow Juneteenth and see that they're getting mm-hmm. a federal holiday. And that was something yes. that our present president signed a legislation to make it a federal holiday mm-hmm. for Juneteenth. Now, Father's Day, I can't say enough about my daddy. Mm-hmm. But I wrote this poem last year, just before Father's Day. I wanted to make sure I had a had a I write a poem almost every Father's Day. Oh, Father's wow. Day. This was May May twenty third, twenty twenty one. And it's entitled my dad, honorable man, honorable man. I want to honor my dad, Montfort Point Marine, forever doing what he can to gain dignity and respect for our race. Dignity and pride, bravery for sure. During World War II, dad helped to integrate this noble branch of service throughout years with wondrous cheers. We thought strict discipline came from great-grandfather. Now we know from gold medal and certificates received, a great portion of his style came from United States Marines. The few, the proud, we are looking for a few good men, mightily fulfilled when Dad joined the Marines. A force to be reckoned, neat and clean, shoes polished, hair combed, nice bright white shirt he wore. Think well of self, strong dignity and pride, confidence will not hide. Forever stating, I'm no better than anybody. Nobody is any better than me. Hmm. How much excitement can one heart hold? Let it be told. Posthumously receive the framed letter of a recognition and appreciation from President Barack Obama. Yes, Dad was a mighty good man, doing best he can working two jobs all overtime at hand, taking immaculate care with phenomenal love, ardent dedication for nine children and his darling wife. Here's to you, my father, for greatness in you, for all you taught us with your daily affirmations. Hard work never hurt nobody. Laziness will kill you. Do your best or not at all. Thank you, Daddy, for taking good care of me. Thank you for always being there for me. Thank you for your words of wisdom, even when I could not see. Oh, Daddy, dear, rest in peace. 
please know I will always be Daddy's girl. Mm. Dedicated in memory of the late Daniel Levi Beverly Sr., my dad. Fantastic. Wow. (laughs) You know, you've been writing for a while. It sounds like you've been writing all your life. Have your favorite poems already arrived, or are they still on their way, Lady Di? I have so many favorites, but I have a couple of favorites (laughs) that are really super, super favorites. One I memorized, a couple of them I memorized, actually, but this one I memorized that's another daddy poem. I'd love to hear. So my favorite poem of all is I'll always be daddy's girl. I'm going to, sometimes I can recite it. I got my books right here too. It's also in oh, my Oh, it's fine. No, no problem. Okay. I'll always be daddy's girl. I want to dance with my daddy again too. I want to be his little girl. So happy. So true. I want to whisper words and watch Dad smile. I want to hear him say, too bad they can't stay small a longer while. I'll always be Daddy's girl. I want to wake in the morning to Dad's melodic, mellow songs. I want to feel safe and warm and strong as Daddy holds me in his arms. I want to hear him say, is everybody happy? Then send me on a chore saying, You're not back yet, girl? Make it snappy. (laughs) I want to listen to Dad's wit and wisdom all night. I want to have Dad hug me and say, everything's going to be all right. I want to turn back the hands of time and in my daily life feel Dad's love shine. I'll always be Daddy's girl. Wow. <laughs> wow. I wrote this yes, I, I love wrote it, it too. Like, I wrote it in the early 2000s. Did you know? Oh and wow. Just, you know, we have a number. Of, we have a number of people who called in. I should share that with you. And I know we're going to be oh. running out of time soon, but I want to bring some of these people on. And uh if you okay. need to hang up, hang up. But it's going to take us a couple of minutes to kind of talk to some of these people because they want to talk to you. So let's just do this thing, all right? You ready? All okay. right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Erico, three, number one. The first three numbers are three, three, five. You're on the air with, with Lady Di. Good evening. Hello? Well, maybe they don't want to say anything. Maybe they just called to say oh. <laughs> that they're here. Hold on one second. Let's go to the next one. Area code 301, the first three numbers are 752. You're on the air with Lady Di. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Well, I guess they're just listening to Lady Di. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> they're so mesmerized, they don't want to say anything. All right. <laughs> Let's try another one. Here we go. Area code 240. Four six zero, you're on the air with Lady Di. Good evening. Hello. <laughs> Nobody wants to share tonight, Lady Di. <laughs> they are so enthralled by the program. <laughs> Let's try this one. Area code seven zero seven. The first three numbers are eight eight seven. You're on the air with Lady Di. Well, hi, this is Liz LaRue, and hi, Lee hi, Di. Liz. <laughs> it's, it's always from California. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, yeah. Um, That's this is my own sister. <laughs> All right. <I'm, laughs> yeah, it's a delight and an honor to be able to phone in and hear all the poets and to do this in celebration and getting ready for Juneteenth. So I just so appreciate it. And I just always love hearing Lady Di read. And um, I also just like the questions that you've, you've asked. So that, that's it for me. It's um, I'm just, 
relishing <laughs> listening to this tonight. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Any comment from you, thank Lady Di? You so <laughs> I just want to say thank you to Liz, and she's been so supportive of me, especially during this one-year cancer journey and mm. survivor of cancer for me. She's been an angel just with surprises and uplifting and just phenomenal. Thank you so much, Liz, Fantastic. for your All right. lovely way. It's a mutual right. admiration. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. But thank you for calling in. All right. You know, <laughs> it's one last one. And see if we can bring this person on, and then we'll have you share one last poem, Lady Di. I really don't want to close out, but we've got to. All right. Okay. Let's see. Can I bring this person on? <laughs> Hold on. All right. Here we go. Eric code 240 You're on the air with Lady Di. Good evening. Well, hello? Good evening. Thank you so Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for hosting this and for having Lady Di on and for allowing us to hear her melodic, beautiful voice and her beautiful poetry. Uh, she may recognize my voice, <laughs> but she has some of her biggest fans in the room right now, and we just wanted to tell her we're so proud of her. We really enjoyed her poetry, and we're so glad to share her with the world. Wow. That was nice. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> That's my baby talking. Or is it now? <laughs> I knew there was an extra resonance in her voice. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> You're making our I'm a day. We're eating dinner and listening to you. Oh, oh that is so nice. Hello, every, hello, all my family that's there. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much. Hi, Auntie. <laughs> Hi, sweetie pie. You want to say something? All right. Thank you so much, Kimberly, darling. We love you. You're Keep a good sister. What you do. All right. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, oh, let me <laughs> On that note, please share one more piece to send us home. Wow, well, I don't know if I have anything. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm emotional. I mean, I say I don't yeah. have anything. I got a thousand points here, but let me see. Or maybe a word or two to for all of us. Maybe, maybe if that, you know, you don't need to share a poem if you don't have one ready. Just a word or two to us. Well, I'm going to share a poem. It's on my CD. Okay. I do have a CD, too. I have a CD wow. that a lot of people don't know about. did it years mm-hmm. ago. But this is on my CD, and I have a few copies of it. Uh, copies of my CD available. It's entitled Poetic Heartbeat. Everything is a poem for me. Every time I write, so much I see. I always write from my heart what is real. I really write exactly what I feel. I hope to inspire, uplift, provide more awareness and sweet love. It may not be what I'm feeling what you get, but I hope it fits for you like a glove. If what I write, my dear, is not what you expect, truly I surely mean no disrespect. I love to bring your face a smile. In fact, with you, oh, how I'd love to linger a while. For me, everything is a poem, you see. From you, I receive so much poetic energy. Wow. Lady Di, (laughs) you epitomize a poet. You live and breathe poetry. And to me, you are a gift from God to the universe. I want to thank you so much for sharing your talent, your presence, your just just sharing who you are tonight. I want to thank Kitty Templeton, Felicia Scott for joining me as well. I love their work. I want to hear more, more, more. It's just been an incredible evening. 
and I leave here filled with a spirit that cannot be denied. So, again, thank you, Lady Di. And thank you so much, Dr. Michael M. Ingram. Thank you so kindly. Mm, all right, good people. Well, we've come to the end of the program, and I'd like to share with you, like I share every week, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Until next time, this is Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio. Good night. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.